And now, episode four, part two. You're listening to the Odd Guys Out podcast. Okay, so with uh, Disney shows, Marvel, uh, now they've got Netflix, uh, the Netflix series, so the, uh, which they're effectively referring to as the Defenders saga. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of talk about what they're going to do with Daredevil, Daredevil season three, uh, four, sorry, being a soft reboot. Should they soft reboot it, or should they just continue on with what it is? Um, considering the semi-negative reaction to a lot of those shows, they probably should soft reboot. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. It's like they, a lot of people are are freaking out because oh, oh, you can't have these. These are adult content and all this other stuff. Yeah, I, I hope they don't kidify it because I did like the more because these are street. Heroes, so they should be dealing with street problems. Yeah. They should have drugs. There should be. It's a much more violent thing. They're not fighting aliens. They're not fighting, you know, demigods, stuff yeah. like that. They're fighting street criminals. They're fighting drug lords and kingpins and. You know. But I mean, okay. So let's let's take Captain America and the Winter Soldier with um, U.S. Agent. That scene where he kills that person with the shield was absolutely brutal. Oh yeah, I heard they censored that. They didn't. Uh, well, they censored something, and then people caught it, and then they, they brought it back. They're just like, yeah, um, we, we didn't mean to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently, so apparently... But yeah, they, it was very brutal. They have censored some of the, the Netflix stuff. Um, Just that we towed down the violence a little bit. It's like, yeah, how much, though? Because I was watching The Punisher, mm-hmm. just because I was watching it on Netflix um, before it went over to Disney+. Plus. And yeah, they didn't censor it too much. There's, it's still pretty brutal. Okay. And uh, I, I shout out to John Bernthal, amazing casting. He oh, fit yeah. well into the to the universe. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, just he's. I could see him being the Punisher. Yeah, I'm just hoping that they do keep the general tone of it. Yeah. If they if they're gonna do another one, and, and again, uh, Bernthal wasn't even sure if he would be coming back. He said he'd do it if he was invited back, but he wasn't sure if they would do another one. Mm-hmm. Um, They'd be dumb not to. Because, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the Punisher character. Not a huge fan of what he stands... Like, the, not so much what he stands for, because the whole point of the Punisher is you're not supposed to empathize with him. He's not supposed to be somebody that you look up to, and yet people do. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be vengeance is difficult and painful and self-destructive what well i mean what the punisher is is batman if he went off the rails right he's not somebody you're supposed to look up to no and yeah so but at the same time the punisher is just a great action yeah it's it's basically a one-man army taken on which is really fun to see uh, the thing I like about Punisher is he is always jacked up. Mm-hmm. He's always covered in his blood more than any of his other... Mm-hmm. Like, it's not Wolverine. It's th- This is a man who has the willpower of Wolverine without the healing factor. So he's always... 
His face is always messed up. He's always bloody. He's always, you know, like he gets jacked up just as much as his villains do. Yeah. And And the thing I liked about the Netflix series is they basically explained why he is the way he is. is Because he's constantly in that state. Yeah. Because he's got brain damage. So he's constantly in that moment where his family was killed. Yeah. He wakes up every morning and relives it. Yeah. Every day, so that was, that's what fuels his rage. And I'm like, that's actually a really good. Exp- I don't know if it's an actual scientific explanation. I don't know if that's something that can actually happen with people. Apparently, that was uh, done in the comics. Was it? Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I don't. I've read a couple. Most of the Punisher comics I read are usually crossovers, like Punisher versus Wolverine, Punisher yeah. versus Spider-Man, Civil um, War, Civil War. Um, and then I did have one where he was an agent for heaven, and that was a fucking suck. Wasn't that the one where I, he could pull out any yeah. weapon from his trench coat or and something like that? for the longest time, I thought I'd made that up in my head because nobody knew what I was talking about. Yeah. And I'm like, no, there was a comic series where Punisher died, and he was going to go to hell because he killed a bunch of people, whether they were bad or not. He's a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, he is pretty much a serial killer. And they're like, well, you can go to heaven and see your family, but to do that, you have to work for us. So we're going to send you off to kill a bunch of people. And here's a trench coat where you can pull out any weapon you want. And it was so goddamn bizarre. So goddamn bizarre. Like, talk about take. And then, and then later on, he ends up getting fucking killed by Wolverine's kid, cut to pieces, and then put back together yeah, the, to become... The like, Frankencastle. Yeah, Frankencastle, and joins the Monster Squad, or whatever the hell they're called. Yeah. I just, <laughs> and, like, oh, man. It's when comic books run low on ideas. Yeah, and they're just... Let's take this character who's primarily supposed to be just, like, one of those vengeance movies from the 80s. Like, oh, God, what the hell? Is it Hard to Kill or something like that? Death Wish. Death Wish, yeah, that's the one. And movies along those veins. That, that the whole point of the character was that. Yeah. And then, and then they're like, no, no, let's give him powers. He's he lives in the Marvel universe. He should have powers. I'm sorry. The part of the, the the thing that makes Punisher cool or badass is the fact that he does what he does without his powers. Mm-hmm. And then he ends up in jail. And then somebody, it, it's basically like that scene out of War, uh, Watchmen. With yeah, Warshack, yeah, where it's yeah. like, you think I'm locked in here with you? Yeah. It's like, you guys are locked in here with me. And didn't he, like, he was sitting there eating supper. Casualty, kill, casually, sorry, kills the guy with his fork. Turns around just keeps eating supper. Like, they, they took a run at him. And he just flips around, kills well, him with the fork. No, I think he, uh, I think that's actually from the ultimate line, where he, he killed a guy with his uh, lunch tray. Yeah. He basically knocked him down, took the lunch tray, and just... Crushed his throat with it. No. Yeah, no, the Punisher's not somebody you put in jail. No. He's a solitary confinement kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> to protect everybody else. Yeah. And that's, and again, Daredevil, you've got the jailhouse fight scene where they're thrown wave after wave after. And don't get me wrong, he's getting jacked up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People are getting shots in, but. Yeah. But yeah, by the end of it, he's covered in blood. Mm-hmm. Most of it's not his in this instance. Mm hmm. And he's like, people are coming at him with like broken, um, like mop mop handles, and he's just taking it from them and using it against them, yeah. <laughs> like pulling out shivs from like toothbrushes and stuff like that. And... Yeah, they basically came at him and then gave him a weapon. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of like the reboot, um, 
who do you think should it like? Do you think all, all any of them should be recast? No, no. I think. Do you think that uh, what the hell's his name should get another shot at Danny Rand? Because I mean, he is the popular or unpopular. He is the most unpopular casting of all of them. I think the casting was good. I think the direction of it was, and, and see that that that's part of the thing. It's like okay, so let's let's take a trip back in time, further back, and let's go to something like Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. Universally hated, the worst Batman movie made probably. Um, but some of the casting, so so, um, God, what who did they get to play Robin again? Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, Chris O'Donnell. Annoying. He's he's just annoying. Mm-hmm. He's a bad actor. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, at least in that he's, he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alicia Silverstone, bad actor. Could have done without her. Michael Gow is always always the best Alfred. Like I, I I'm a Michael Gow fan. I like him. I actually like him as Alfred better than Michael Caine. Mm-hmm. Um. But then you get George Clooney. So. Was the movie bad because of George Clooney? No. The problem with Batman and Robin was direction. Did we not talk about this one in an earlier one? Maybe. I think we may have talked about this one in episode three. Maybe. Yeah. Perhaps. Um, and then screenwriting. So when we fast forward and you look at Iron Fist, I don't think the actor was badly cast. I think a lot of it came... Because from my understanding, when Iron Fist loses his mind... It's supposed to be like a rare thing, like, oh, this mm-hmm. person actually got to him. He's very much a man at peace. He's very zen. I, I don't read a lot of Iron Fist, but this is my understanding of the character. Yeah. So yeah. He's very zen. He's very at peace. What I've read about him, he's, he, he, that's pretty much his character. When you So when something happens and he loses control, when he gets that rage, because mm-hmm. it exists in all of it, it's a big deal. Like It's like, oh, mm-hmm. that guy... Got to him. Didn't quite do it. Uh, he this this is a, this is a guy that's always angry, always pissed off. Yeah, he definitely did not seem to be uh, channeling that inner self. No, how he was able to channel channel his chi to light that fist up is is beyond me because he was not a man of peace. Uh, the fact that they didn't do the mask, and I mean that's the thing that's the, the, his the 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 gi. And there's ways to do it mm. where um, I think I saw a concept drawing where he was more armored. It was a weird cross. But it it kind of looked like Chinese armor is okay. essentially what it was. It was a cross between um, like it had the shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it also had some cloth and it was like uh, the the yellow cloth around the waist and everything like that. It looked like. Something more martial modern. artist would wear. Yeah, more modern, but still a martial artist mm-hmm. would wear. And I thought, okay, yeah, yeah, and also a martial artist with with a billion dollars. Yeah, like okay, I I have the money to make myself this this suit. Yeah. So and then he had, basically Batman in green. Yeah. <laughs> and then they did the they they did the mask and essentially what they had in uh, the show is they did bring in the mask. But it was for one scene. Yeah. So everybody's going to see a very obvious millionaire, billionaire, well known in New York, running around fighting drug lords and ninjas. 
after a while, it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not going to be good for your stocks. Yeah. And, well, and, and again, everybody's like, who's the better martial artist, Iron Fist or Daredevil? You think Iron Fist would be able to beat Daredevil. You would think so. But again, part of the reason why Daredevil handedly took out Iron Fist is because he was just pissed off. He wasn't able to get that calm center focus. Yeah. My issue with the actor that they got, I really wish I could remember his name. Mm. I keep wanting to say Kate Harrington, but it's not. I know it's a Game of Thrones guy. Yeah. Um, but my issue is I'm not a huge stickler for comic accuracy. Like, I don't need my Wolverine to be short. Hugh Jackman being six feet tall does not bug me being Wolverine. No. However, if you are going to cast somebody as one of the best martial artists in the world, that guy should probably be really good at martial arts. Like, really good. Like, he's decent. His fight scenes were okay. Yeah. But when you're the best martial artist in the world, they should be better than okay. Yeah. Like, Shang-Chi, fantastic. He fought, and he fought really well. Mm -hmm. And he is considered in the Marvel Universe the best martial artist. Yeah. He's the best martial artist in the entire planet. And in the movie, they showed that. Yeah. Like, he fought, and he fought really well. It was really, really well done. Whereas, And I get that uh, part of it is they want to have somebody that um, has star power, obviously, but not too much star power to overshadow the show. Right. So that's why they grabbed somebody from Game of Thrones. Seems to be the thing to do nowadays. Uh, Finn, Finn Jones is yes. the name. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, get somebody that can actually fight that you don't have to train in just basic fighting well and i mean that being said that you know um what is fighting in a movie it's yeah, choreography. It's choreographed it's all dance but... um unless you're talking chuck morris versus bruce lee apparently that wasn't they actually did duke it out oh yeah oh no it wasn't bruce lee or it wasn't chuck norris there was a scene where uh, essentially, uh, the actor went after Bruce Lee, and apparently there was a real fight. Is that the one where he kicked the guy so hard that it broke the other guy's arm? Something like that. It, it was in Enter the Dragon, I think it was. Uh, yeah, I, I think it was the one where he goes to the dojo. I haven't seen... I've seen clips. I've never actually watched a full Bruce Lee movie, but there's one story where a guy pissed him off, and he kicked him so hard that the guy who caught him broke his arm. Yeah. So I think that might be the fight you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it could be. And then, like I said, the guy actually went after him for real, and apparently there was a fight Oh yeah, yeah. centered around that. So well, That guy's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> well, because he was under the impression that this guy can't actually fight. Yeah. yeah. No, it's more of the impression that this guy can't really act. Yeah. Um, all right, so let, um, let's go back to Finn Jones. Um he did a good job with the uh, uh, with the choreography. Um, when he actually got into the action mm -hmm. a little bit more, but I mean, I found his so season one was boring. Mm -hmm. Like I watched I mean, it, and I'm the, like, the okay, best part I'm was um, I'm entertained. Julie Wing. What's what's that? Is that her name? Colleen. Colleen Wing. Yes, she's the best part because and her fight scenes were good. Yeah, were really good. Yeah, and that's what I mean. It's like. She was better than him, and he's supposed to be the best. Yeah. Right? That's what I mean. Yeah. So. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, I I don't know. Like, I, 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 I appreciated it for what it was. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but you also have to keep in mind that a lot of that has to do with the special effects and stuff like that. They did not have to do those movies. They did not have the big budget that the Marvel movies are put or the Marvel no, I, I TV that. shows are putting out now. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. Can you imagine Agents of Shield with an actual budget, like a movie budget? Yeah, yeah that would have been. I mean, they did pretty well, actually. Like, um, uh, if you went and you watched the clips, like, when they did The Absorbing Man, it wasn't great, but it was still impressive. Like, it was yeah, it was better than some of the stuff The Flash has done. Over the years, The Flash has gotten kind of lazy with their CGI. <laughs> yeah. Although, speak, going with The Flash, there was an episode where they had King Shark versus Gorilla Grodd. So that's just a CGI fuckfest right there. Yeah. Right? That's what we want to see. But it, it was still... There were some parts that were kind of, uh, okay, it looked like empty space fighting each other. Right. Right? But then there's a few scenes, like there's a scene where the guy, they, they managed to fix King Shark, turn him back into a human, and then he has to he has to do the whole sacrifice thing, and he's like, I have to be King Shark to save this woman that I love, and then he turns back into King Shark, and the transformation was actually pretty well done for a TV show. Keep that in mind. If you yeah. watch the scene, you're going to be like, oh, this guy looks kind of bad. It's like, for a TV show, that's actually really well done. Yeah, so I mean, but, I mean, even the Netflix shows, I don't think they had a budget for that. Mm, well, they probably had more of a budget than some... They probably had more of a budget than King, or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did. Because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was done by ABC, I believe. Yeah. Um, Whereas Netflix, they throw crap tons of money at their stuff. They don't throw depends. Disney money. They throw Netflix money. I mean, it depends. Because if you watch... What was the other superhero one? It was DC1, Black Lightning. Again, that's CW, though. Yeah. So, CW, they do, they do all right in the beginning. And then it seems like they... They see how much they can take away from the show. Yeah, because they want to... Before it, it, it hurts production so bad that it's bad. Yeah. It's like, okay, we gave you this much money and you did this. So let's see what you can do with this, but we're going to take a little bit out of here. Can you do the same thing? Oh, you can. Cool. Okay, next season we're going to take a little bit more. Okay, cool. You can still... Okay, it's still kind of a little bad, but, you know, people are still watching. So we're just going to keep taking a little bit away. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. Uh... Um, Definitely the story wasn't there for Iron Fist. Yeah. I haven't seen Luke Cage Season 2. I've heard it's decent. I've heard it's okay. Um, Iron Fist Season 2 started off on a high note. That's what I've heard. And then, yeah, crapped the bed right in the middle. Um, Um, And that was disappointing. And I've heard the same thing with Jones. Is um, Season 2 kind of... Yeah, I haven't even finished Season 2. I never watched anything beyond Defenders. I finished Defenders and then I was like, okay, well... And that's the thing. I liked it, Defenders. It was it was good for yeah. what it was. Yeah, no, I, I I mean that's what we wanted to see. We wanted to see the street level come together in an Avengers type situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought I, I, I thought, well, this is good. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I, I thought uh the exchanges between and apparently they were all good friends. Mm-hmm. They all had a like and, and that's the thing in watching it. The, the there's a real chemistry between the four actors. There is actually, and yeah, no. Apparently, during filming and stuff like that, they had a blast mm-hmm. together. And and Jessica Jones, well, did you do any special training? She's I just threw people. Yeah, like I didn't. I you know everybody's doing all these martial arts, and she's like, I'm gonna pick you up. I'm gonna throw you. I'm gonna throw yeah, you. She's like I just, I'm gonna punch you. And I stood you. behind a, <laughs> a cage, which was my shield, and I just 
punch and throw people. Yep, and, and he, which is he's, great. I love that scene. Yeah, he's just walking into the gunfire, and she's behind him, just punching people. Yep. Well, and even the scene where uh, the boardroom scene before it goes into the hall, hallway scene. Okay. So it's just Luke Cage and. Um, Iron Fist at the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. He keeps stepping in the way of the bullets, and then he'd come out and punch yep. the guy. Yep. He, he would hit there, and then Luke Cage comes in, and he's like, you? And he goes, you? He goes, long story. Throws a guy over his shoulder. They all walk in with guns, and Ryan goes, <gasps> goes behind, <laughs> and, and you can see Luke Cage just... <laughs> I know why I'm here. Like, yeah, like, he's just standing there, just there, right? But, I mean... um Michael Culture, I think, was yeah. Luke Cage yeah. well cast. Oh yeah, I wouldn't no. change his casting at all. No. Like he was very well no. cast. If they can get him back, they need to get him back. He was a great Cage. Yeah, and I love he the harkening. Look. He had the attitude. Yeah, they performance. even they even did a harkening back to the original comic. Yeah. So because he's in jail, so he's got his hair a little bit longer. He's got the beard. Yeah. He gets his superpowers, so he's still got the the headband and the bracelet. The tiara. Yeah, the tiara. He, he gets out. He just on that's get, torn open so yeah, he his chest. Because he just grabs whatever off a clothesline, gets a look at himself in the mirror, goes, "You look like a damn fool." <laughs> <laughs> like just perfect. Loved it. Yeah. So great casting. I admit that I it was hard for me to relate to anything that was going on as a middle aged white man. Yeah, don't say. Well, I mean, at the same time, you were like, "Well, that's racist," and I'm like, "I'm a white guy. Yeah, that's grown kidding. up in northern Canada, like." I, <laughs> I mean, I what do I know about the struggle of a black guy? I was kidding because I, I felt the exact same thing. Yeah. I'm watching this and like, I'm just here for the action. I can't relate to this. But then again, I still appreciated the good story. Yeah. Season one had a very good story. Yeah. And I'm, I like the fact that it gave the black community something to get behind and they could, if, if they enjoy Everybody talks about Black Panther. Oh, they should too. But nobody talked, well, not, I can't say nobody, but not a lot of people came back to Luke Cage. That's because more people saw Black Panther than Luke Cage. Yeah, but, but the I people mean, who did watch it had a lot of good things to say about yeah, it. So yeah, no, um, especially since it deals with inner city stuff, where mm-hmm. um, Black Panther dealt with more of the colonialization and mm-hmm. the um, the slavery and yeah, yeah. and the uh, abusing Africa's resources and all that other crap. Yeah, um, Jessica Jones. Um, I like Ritter. It, pretty much anything Ritter's in, I, I like. I haven't seen a lot of her stuff, I'll admit. Um, I've watched the uh, Don't Trust the Bitch in Apartment 23. Yeah? Uh, that was, it was good. Huh? It's good. got uh, James Vander Beek. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Dawson. Uh, who plays himself, but he's like an asshole. He's like a washed up celebrity who still thinks he's a celebrity. <laughs> so it's great. And he plays her best friend. And yeah, no, it's, it's a really entertaining show. It's kind of a, a bit of a, semi-dark comedy but yeah it's it's definitely one of those shows if you like the first episode definitely give the whole thing a shot i can't think of anything to describe it to Mm. though to really push but i mean okay so uh christian ritter if i remember correctly christian ritter yeah and um david tennant oh holy shit he's just a good villain altogether i i love his villains oh yeah. Speaking of, um, just to sort of sidetrack, but still being on the Marvel page, apparently the best part of Morbius is actually Matt Smith, which I bring up because he also played the Doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, he's apparently in that movie. I don't know what he's playing. I didn't even know he was in it because he's not showcased in any of the trailers that I can think of. I don't think I've seen him in any trailer. So mm-hmm. I didn't even know he was in the movie. But apparently he's the best part. Okay. <laughs> so... 
I so I kind of do want to see it. Like we were talking earlier today, and I was like, I don't, I'm, I don't want to see it because number one, I'm not a vampire fan. Number two, the trailers just make this movie look like it was going to be bad to begin with. Mm-hmm. Apparently, we were right. Yeah, according to the critics. And um, but now that I know he's in it, I'm like, I don't know if I want to see it, or maybe I'll just look up the clips on Netflix maybe, or uh, uh, YouTube. YouTube. But, I mean, here here is the thing: I, I don't understand why they went with Morbius. I, I get they're trying to do the anti-hero. They've had some commercial success with Venom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and Venom, if you appreciate it for what it was, decent. It's a shame you didn't get him in Sinister Six. It's a shame you didn't get him... In No Way Home. In No Way Home. Mm-hmm. And the, re- the reason why I say this is because apparently Tom Hardy and Tom Holland really wanted to work together as Venom and Spider-Man. Like they both wanted. Yeah, I think to they were in a movie together. Like the two Toms way back when Tom was like when Holland was yeah. much younger. I think they were in a, a movie together. Yeah. So they do know each other. Yeah, but they they wanted to bring the two characters together in it. Yeah. And so you know you get the ending of Carnage, or Let There Be Carnage, and you're like, oh, oh, yeah. sweet, we're yeah. gonna see this. Oh, Venom's in the MCU. This is gonna be awesome. And yeah, and it was, I, I, no, he's just got a cameo. Yeah, he's just, and you're like, so and even rich. barely that. It was a post-credit cameo, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, post-credit cameo. And, like, a lot of people love that scene because it was funny. Oh, I, I like the, the scene. scene. But then he goes back to his, the, the Sony-verse, and I was like, oh, you fucking teases. Yeah. You cock-teases. And, and see that. And, and see that. So disappointing when you've got people who want to do it and are excited for it. And they, you know, I mean, maybe their excitement waned. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they just, you know, because I mean, there was a lot of special effects already. Yeah. Well, not only that, but, um, I think Sony right now is very hesitant to mix their new Spider-Verse with the MCU more than they're willing to. Yeah. Because they want their own thing. Yeah. Um, although speaking of unusual villains getting movies or unusual characters getting movies like morbius i can kind of understand because he is an anti-hero in a comic but the craven movie that's coming out i he was never an anti-hero i mean he was in the cartoon and i mean okay there's been a few times in the comic i think he has teamed up with spider-man didn't wasn't he pretending to be spider-man at some point when they thought parker was dead yeah craven's last hunt he um he paralyzes Parker, buries him, puts on his costume, and starts running around. He basically decides to prove that he's the better Spider-Man, which seems to be a very popular thing among villains. Um, then he went and he killed a bunch of people, uh, went and tracked down... Fuck, what was his name? This rat guy. Um, vermin. Mm-hmm. which is something Spider-Man's never been able to do. He, he was never able to catch Vermin. So he went and he captured him. And he's like, I caught this guy. I'm the better Spider-Man. And then he shot himself in the head. But he got better. No. No, he's still dead? Uh, Well, no, he may have gotten better. Because <laughs> uh, after that, it was pretty much any other Craven. after that. It was like Craven Jr. And then there was the whole Craven family. It was like a whole family of hunters. And then... One point they were going to use magic to bring Craven back, and I think that ended very poorly. I think he is back now, though. Yeah. Was it Sergei Kravinov? Yeah, yeah. I I mean that that, that that's the. But I just I don't know how you would make that into a movie. And then there's the Madam Web movie. 
Are they just going to the 90s series and being like, they like I this, so. they like this, they like this, let's just yeah. do like... Yeah, I, I think that's what they're doing. Is they're basically just watching the 90s show and being like, oh, let's do this. Well, let's do a Scorpion movie. Oh, yeah, see, they they got to stop. Like, I mean, I get, I get playing off nostalgia because, mm-hmm. I mean, that's why Ghostbusters Afterlife was a, was a commercial success. Mm-hmm. That's why Star Wars Force Unleashed or Force Force Awakens mm-hmm. what was was a commercial success is because they went on that nostalgia and they played on basically what people wanted to see. Yeah. We want to see the Millennium Falcon again. We mm-hmm. want to see Han Solo come back. We want to see... Uh, the proton packs and all that other stuff. Yeah, and you want to hear them turn on, and you want to see a trap, and you want to. Yeah, we want to see. You want to hear that siren of the of Ecto One. Yeah, and not the one that they had. In the... <laughs> but, but I mean, there's, so there's nostalgic moments. So Sony, I think, is seeing. Okay, well, what did you like, or what was the higher grossing? What was the more popular uh, medium at that time? And so, you know, Venom being a popular character, they were like, well, let's do Venom. Let's do Venom right. Yeah, see, Venom makes sense. Venom makes sense. Again, um, it's disappointing that you don't have... And I'll I'll give this for Spider-Man 3. Even though it wasn't as good of a movie, they still did at least the Venom origins. Yeah, there's the connection to Spider-Man. That and the clock... uh, The um, church tower... Was actually a pretty cool scene. That was like yeah, right out of the comic. Right. That was pretty cool. It's alright. Where he's yeah. pulling it off and it like screeches at him and yeah. Um, um, but like, and then there's the one character, the one character that they could make a good anti-hero-ish movie. They're not doing. In fact, I think they even canceled it. Which, Black Cat. Yeah. Make a Black Cat heist movie. I will fucking see that movie. Black Cat is one of my favorite characters. I will go see a Black Cat movie. Yeah. Like they were going to do Black and Silver. It's going to be Black Cat and Silver Sable. I'm not a Silver Sable fan. I don't, actually I don't know don't anything. Particularly in, like I can't character. even remember much about Silver Sable. Just what we've seen in the movie. She's basically show. a mercenary from another country. I can't remember what the hell. It's one of Marvel's made-up countries. And um, uh, Is it Laveria? No, it was not Laveria. I think it's actually Neighbors to Laveria. Yeah. <laughs> But um, one of those con- satellite countries that yeah Latveria's pissed off yeah um, oh that's gonna bug me now because it was actually pretty heavily in the uh, PS4 game but she's like one of those weird characters that falls in love with Spider-Man it's one of the like, all of them <laughs> yeah but they have like a buddy cop thing it was um it was right before the superior spider-man thing uh doc ock was dying so he decides he's going to destroy the entire world mm-hmm. it's uh, you know if i'm going i'm taking everybody with me so as you do um but he tricks everybody into thinking it's a good thing because he's like i'm going to cure climate change with all these satellites and spider-man's the only one going yeah, no, this isn't going to end well. So he goes to stop like, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, I don't like it, though. Yeah, he goes, I don't know what you're doing, but something smells bad about what you're yeah. doing. So he goes to stop Doc Ock, and the entire world's like, oh, Spider-Man's a terrorist because he's trying to stop uh, this you know, villain that tried to destroy the world several times from saving the world. And, and then Silver Sable's like the only person that actually believes him. So they have like a buddy cop thing where at first he's like super annoying to her, but then... It, he grows on her, and then he, he she like makes a pass at him. He's like, "Yeah, 
I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, again, it was him and Black Cat. And it, it depends on the story because there's some, some stories where they're the same age. There mm. are some stories where she's obviously older than him because mm. she gets his mask off and she's yeah, like, that, oh my God, you're a kid. Yeah. Again, that's the ultimate line. Yeah. Is yeah. that from the ultimate? Yeah. 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 He's still like 15, 16 and she's like in her like late 20s. Yeah. She's like, stranger danger, watch out. <laughs> Like, did you think he was just a really short adult? Like, yeah, he's a cut 15-year-old, but he's still fucking short. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, they have all different versions of it. So, mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I, as much as I think Black Cat could be a commercial success on her own. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I definitely I, I, wanted yeah. to interact with Spider-Man. Like, I would, yeah, you, wanna, you want her and, you, you know, either... At some point, they cross paths. Yeah. I, I, the only thing I'd be worried about is the obvious Batman-Catwoman comparison. Yeah. Which, yeah. as I understand it, that's what Black Cat is. She's Pretty much. She's Marvel's Catwoman. Yeah. Um, Very inten- intentional blatant ripoff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like... That's what, why I think it would be better if she just got her own movie and it was a heist movie. And then, you know, maybe bring in Spider-Man later. I don't think she should be introduced in a Spider-Man movie. You have to have the right um, audience, or you have to have the right screen uh, script for that. Mm-hmm. And you have to be very, very careful that it doesn't end up being like Catwoman. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not talking about the character. I'm talking about the Halle Berry movie. Mm-hmm. Because, God, was that movie awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I even tried watching, like one of those the best of clips and even those were painful to watch the cgi was bad oh yeah it was that that is probably one of the roughest yeah costuming wasn't really even that good they went too sexual with yeah yeah i mean here's the thing like when you got the mask was cool though i did like the mask that you wore uh the the cowl cowl, yeah yeah no i like the cowl and I'll, yeah, I and see, I like that a little bit more. Uh, my biggest beef with the, the Batman was Catwoman's costume. Yeah, um, doesn't she just basically wear like a baklava or something? Like she that? wore a baklava that had little. Yeah. But even the baklava, balaclava, sorry, didn't. Uh, oh, yeah, baklava is like a dish. Yeah. Um, but the balaclava. I just realized I've never said that word out loud before. Yeah, the balaclava didn't even look right. Mm-hmm. Like there was, it was looked homemade. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I get that she saw Batman; she was inspired. But like everything else, but like, was she wearing hockey pads? No, <laughs> no. I had to think about that for the second. I, I can't <laughs> Wait, even remember. I, I can't even remember if she had the whip. Uh, all the promo stuff I've seen, I don't. Think I don't so. think. I don't think she had the whip. If she did, it was like one scene. It was very split second. Uh, and Hathaway didn't have a whip, did she? And I don't think Rises. so. Actually, I think Pfeiffer's the only one that really. Yeah. Like I don't even know if she had a whip in I, any uh, Adam West ones. I can't remember. I don't think so because yeah. that was considered. Yeah, that too would have been far. considered too violent. But I mean, in. Um, um, what was it, Michelle Pfeiffer? Yeah, this, because she wanted to actually get good with it. So there's a scene in, mm-hmm. um, like so that's actually her 
Yeah, yeah in the, the wet, department store. Yeah. yeah. Well, even even when there's one where she's got it and she's sort of... Yeah, she's walking towards them and she's like... Yeah. Like, she actually trained with that. Mm-hmm. So I give her... I, I got to give that actress props. But yeah, so there's a department store that's actually her whipping the hats off and the heads off and everything mm-hmm. like that. But I guess she accidentally hit her trainer. Oh, yeah, no, I guarantee that. Like... She, I, 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 I think she either nailed her, no, because it was Jim Carrey, because he would, he wanted to get good at spinning the cane, mm-hmm. so he'd like whip it around and he accidentally nail himself in the head. Oh yeah, I guarantee he hit himself several times. But yeah, apparently he would just walk around his house, yeah, spinning this cane, spinning the cane. Um, I think William H Macy, because he did the same thing when he would play the shoveler in Mystery Men, and I think he did nail himself in the face. As well with a shovel. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure any actor who is trying to train themselves in a martial art has probably hurt themselves. Yeah, in some way. But I'm, I love it when actors get so into the role that they learn a skill from scratch almost. Yeah, like there was um, American Outlaws, the yeah. uh, Colin Farrell movie. Was that the one? Um... Or was it? Yeah, Colin Farrell. It's basically like a western, but like an. 90s action western so not to be taken seriously whatsoever he played um oh shit what the hell was his name not billy the kid uh jesse james jesse james right and And, uh, wasn't that the jesus says we can yeah yeah with kathy bates yeah um yeah no great lines (laughs) that movie is probably one of my favorite westerns because it's not a western whatsoever um but they sent them all to basically a, uh, a ranch to teach them how to use guns, to do quick draws and like yeah. do the, like the finger tricks and flipping them. And there was a kid that they had that was part of the cast who got really good at like the flipping, like throwing the gun up, flipping it, catching it behind his back, and like whipping it around, basically doing like the butterfly knife yeah. tricks, but with a gun. And so they showcased that in the movie a lot. I can't remember that. They're like, you want to join my gang? It's like, do you have any skill? He just pulls out his gun. He's like whipping it all over the place. And he's like, all right, you're in. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's a great movie. And I might have brought this up before, but, uh, or or this might just be a conversation that we've had um, outside of the podcast. But this is, this is what I'm talking about, about actors is like, there's so much talent in Hollywood. People think it's so easy to go down. How hard is it to go down and do Hollywood and all this other stuff? But there's so much raw talent Mm -hmm. that, you know. Not only that, but the capacity to learn, to absorb information and to basically use that. But in a very, very short period of time. Mm -hmm. Like, I think um, it was something like six weeks martial arts training for Matrix, the first Matrix movie. Yeah, and I was actually going to bring up Keanu Reeves. Like, he is an, pretty much an expert marksman. Yep. No. Yeah, no, like John Wick yeah. and all that stuff. Like, it's, I mean, they've had training videos that they've put up on YouTube. Like, he is a real Going deal. through those, like, police or military training things where they got the targets that pop up. He He's is. He's got, like, the gun handling yeah. and everything else. Yeah, no, it's very impressive stuff. Um, the, the little things, like, he keeps the wrist on the inside so the glare doesn't pop off and alert mm-hmm. anybody. Yeah. And he can easily check the time yeah. when he's got his gun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that there, there's that whole scene where he's going through his house, just mowing people down. And apparently, yeah, like it's. Mm-hmm. Um, That's not a guy you go put paintballing with. No, <laughs> no, no. So or I, you do just to say you got shot by Keanu Reeves. Yeah. 
But I mean, even for Matrix Two, they've, they've got, got that. They've got uh, Jada Pinkett Smith and Keanu Reeves and Carrie. No, Carrie. No, like, Carrie Moss. Carrie Ann Moss. Carrie Ann Moss. They're soaking in ice. Oh yeah. Yeah. Afterwards, I think actually Lawrence Fishburne, Larry Fishburne was there too. Oh, probably. And Jada Pinkett's like, "What are you doing?" And they're like, "We're soaking in ice." Because just it, it and um. They wanted to get God. Who is their special effects supervisor? Okay. Some something Lee. No idea. He, he was a really well known uh, martial arts um, and trainer and uh, technical supervisor and everything like that. Okay. Um, so they wanted to get him. The Wachowskis did. Was it the Wachowskis? Yeah, the Wachowskis. Um, and they got him and he, the, his only stipulation was, he's, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to train him. Mm-hmm. And they said, yeah, <laughs> like we want it to be good. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ah, oh, well, he agreed to my terms. So I guess I got to do it. And it was like three weeks and he put them through the ringer. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like, oh, I can do a backflip now. Like, you know, it, it takes real talent and real Yes, yeah, That's why I couldn't, I don't, I would, if I was an actor, I would never do action movies because I'm a wimp. I, I, there's no way I'd handle, like I'd never do a military movie because I could, I would never last through basic training. But I mean, it's like even Jada Pinkett Smith, she's like, yeah, I had to soak in ice and all that stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm like thinking, and I'm like, didn't you just do one spin kick? Wasn't that all you did? I don't remember. She didn't do a whole lot. Yeah, but how many times would she have shot that scene? I'm not she sure. Might, she might have had to do that scene like 20, 30 times. Yeah, I guess that's Over the true. course of several hours. Yeah. So, yeah, no, but I didn't not say nearly as yeah. grueling as what the others had done. And I guess she had shot some live footage for, was it Enter the Matrix? Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the one before. What was the other one that actually had Keanu Reeves? Mm. Matrix, something or other. You owned it, I know that. Yeah. Kind of, that was actually a pretty fun game. Yeah, it, I've, it, it was fun the first time. I, I tried oh, yeah. playing it again, and I'm like, oh no, yeah, this is... it's definitely not one you can play twice. But that's with a lot of PlayStation Two games. They just they, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, uh, not only that, like if you think about it, like even if she didn't do a lot of fighting, there was a lot of things where she was like piloting the, uh, the ship, and the things getting rocked back yeah, and forth. Yeah, and she's getting... that can't be good on the body. Probably yeah you know, you're, you're, you know you're fair that that's fair that's a fair statement yeah but again you can't you just can't play down the talent no and, and what it takes to be uh, I mean the singing the dancing mm-hmm. um, like again you got uh, what was that one with um, Christopher Walken uh, God I can't remember it the rundown. Is no okay. What I'm gonna uh, need it's a, a music bit. video. It's a music video where oh, he was dancing. Oh, one where he was had, flies around the office building. Yeah, but he's just dancing. Yeah, he's that, dancing, the, and then at the end, he's like flying around the building. Yeah, the, yeah. and that's it. The whole music video there's doesn't show any shots of the band. It doesn't show anything. It's just Christopher Walken mm-hmm. dancing. Yeah, but I mean, he it's like wow, Christopher, and and we say that was wow, Christopher Walken can dance, wow. or wow, this person can sing, mm-hmm. or uh. I'm trying to think of somebody who can say Scarlett Johansson's an example in um, Sing. Okay. 
Um, yeah, like or well, Reese Witherspoon or something like, like these are phenomenal. That that's why it's impossible to make it in Hollywood. It's not just because it's a once in a lifetime shot and you have to be really good and all this other stuff. It's you are talented. Well, yeah, you, you are gotta, a talented. You gotta remember, a lot of these people went to school for it, so you're going to be in theater. You're not just doing comedy. Mm. You're going to be doing dramas. You're going to be doing musicals. You're going to be doing, you're going to be doing stuff that's going to require you to juggle or you know. Yeah. So like obviously they're gonna be like, well, can you juggle? It's like, yes. Yeah. So, well, how good are you? Yeah. You're gonna to need to get better. So, so take a look at like Adam Sandler for example. The guy's a talented musician. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I get like not by comparison by a lot of other people. Yeah, not, like not as talented as uh, some other people, but he's talented. He can play uh, a variety of different instruments. Mm-hmm. Writes his own music. Um, he's a talented athlete. Mm-hmm. So in a lot of his stuff, like let's say the longest yard, he's playing football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he plays a sport in almost every movie he does. Mm-hmm. But it's because he's talented enough. He does all these different things. Like Happy Gilmore, he actually was taking shots. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's an avid golfer. Yeah, he can skate. He can actually play hockey. Mm-hmm. He can play football. He can do tennis. Like he he's a very talented individual. Mm-hmm. Um, is he the best actor in the world? I don't know. No. I enjoy his movies. Yeah, like I don't care if somebody's the best actor. All I ask is that they entertain me. But that's where my yeah. money's going. But again, like you said, like immensely talented individual. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, Blues Brothers, mm. Alone, mm-hmm. uh, can sing, can dance. That's mm-hmm. him doing it. Yeah. Um. Like singing and dancing for an actor, that doesn't surprise me when they can do it well. I, in fact, I'm more surprised when somebody can't sing. Like uh, Cameron Diaz is tone deaf. Oh yeah, she can't sing whatsoever. In oh, what movie was it? My mommy loved it. Uh, My best friend's wedding. Yeah, there's a scene where she is basically forced to go up and do karaoke, and apparently that is her natural singing voice. So they dubbed her over for the mask, huh? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Not that was not her singing that. <laughs> and like, it surprises me when they can't sing, um, or dance. It impresses me when they pick up other skills that, like, um, horse riding or like expert mm-hmm. car driving, like stunt driving. Yeah. Um, fencing. Like, there's been a lot of actors who have to do fencing in a movie who then fall in love with the sport and get yeah. really good at it. Um, the girl that played, uh, Kate Bishop in Hawkeye. Archery? Yeah. She actually trained herself. Well, she didn't train herself. She went through training to become a, I don't know about expert marksman, but a very good archer. And only to find out that she's actually not doing archery at all. And it's all CG. <laughs> Did she think Jeremy Renner was actually shooting those arrows? Maybe. I mean, like like we were talking about, some actors actually go and learn these skills that they're going to need because you don't know if they're going to require practical effects. Well, I mean, it, like Keanu Reeves bringing up the example, like obviously he's going to be shooting blanks and everything like that, but feeling the weight, uh, changing the magazine properly, not just changing it, but changing it fast. Mm-hmm. Um and still doing it with flourish enough to be entertaining. Yeah, and, and I mean, like he's he's fast, he's quick, um, he's running a course. Like, it, it, and I mean, it's all about believability, right? Mm. So it is. This guy's coming for you, and you really do believe this man could kill you with a pencil, mm-hmm. <laughs> like. 
<laughs> like the Joker's got nothing on John Wick. Yeah, or, or yeah, John Wick has a magic he wants to show you. <laughs> yeah. How about a magic trick? How about I show you a magic trick? <laughs> um, yeah, no, John Wick is definitely uh, Reeves' magnum opus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's funny, too, because, I mean, I wasn't a Reeves fan. Um, I didn't much care for any of the Matrix movies, to be honest. Um, really, the only thing I liked him in was Bill and Ted. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we were talking about Dracula, Dracula earlier oh, God, today just, and about his how, accent was just... Yeah, yeah. They took this American kid, very American kid. Or, no, he's Canadian. Yeah, he's Canadian. He was born yeah. in Montreal. So, North American kid, let's put it that way. North American kid. Threw him into like a European role, which I mean, yeah. But then they also got Carrie Ellis also doing a really bad British accent, which and again shouldn't actually be a thing. He's actually British, so ah, uh, yeah. Is he though? I don't know. I think he's British because, uh, but I mean, he did a better accent in Princess Bride. And in no, he is because Robin Hood Prince or uh, Men in Tights. He's like, what's the different the difference between me and other Robin Hoods? Is I can speak in a British accent. Yeah. So yeah. Elvis, Westminster, London. Yeah. So that's like British proper. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, why he can't? <laughs> Like, I think the only way you get more British than that is to have the Cockney. Yeah. But then you've got Gary Oldman. And and uh, for me, that's why Dracula was so good is because of Gary Oldman. Right. That man is a chameleon. Mm-hmm. He doesn't mind sitting down and doing the makeup. He loves... Pu- he, he yeah, because lo- then he transforms into that character. Yeah. Like, He's a true character actor. Like, I think... Like, I remember way back when we did a skit... And we did the uh, um, Five Finger Freddy. Yeah. And, I mean, not a whole lot of makeup went into that. There was a little bit of costume, a little bit of makeup. But I loved doing it because as we're putting it on me, we're putting on, like, the scrubby clothing and the torn up stuff and the fake blood and all that other crap. And I'm, like, I'm building this character in my head as I'm watching it being built. Yeah. So I think for somebody like uh, Gary Oldman and also Tom Hardy and like the chameleon actors, yeah. the full character actors, I think that's the same process for them is they get to watch this character being born and they can form more of an idea how they want to do it beyond just reading it off a script. I can't remember. I was watching, I believe it was the making of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Just because, I, and again, it's a popcorn movie. You enjoy it for what it is. Um. I'm trying to remember the actor's name. Sean Connery. No, it wasn't Sean Connery. Which character? Jekyll? Uh, no, it was um, Dorian Gray. Oh, okay. Stuart Townsend. Really? Yeah, so I was watching and he was talking about, because he's a character actor as well, and he's done mm-hmm. a lot of period pieces, so he he got to play this dandy, and he's putting on all this Victorian stuff. And he says, I, I've done movies where... We put on the costuming, and he's like, eh, no, it's not right. And then they just add a chain or something in the right place, and he's like, and that's the character right there. And exactly, and he's able to go in and assume the character based on that. But, I mean, costuming is everything. Like, I mean, how many times have we put on a Halloween costume, we've looked in the mirror, and you're like, yeah. And you start acting just a little bit like what you're what you're doing. Yep. 
Yep. Yeah, I can like the my favorite Halloween costume I ever did was I had a full beard at the time. I had long hair. Um, I was at work and somebody had left a pair of glasses behind, mm-hmm. and um, they'd been sitting there for a couple of days. So I'm like, hey, I'm just gonna take them. So I knocked the lenses out and we went to the thrift store. I found a really loud abrasive shirt, and as soon as I shaved off my beard and put the shirt on, I'm like, Weird Al, Weird Al, Weird Al. It's my favorite costume of all time. Yeah, but I mean, again, it's like, and you're looking in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And you, you're like, yeah, I'm Weird Al, and you start singing some Weird Al tunes yeah. and acting a little bit like Weird Al did oh, in yeah. uh, uh, UHF. Mm-hmm. I mean, I uh, probably my most common Halloween costume I'll wear, just because I spent so much money on it, is Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I put I put the shirt on, and I've got the claw on, I've got the the hat on. I've never been able to actually do full makeup. I would love to do a prosthesis. Mm-hmm. Um, I really get into the character, but again, I'm, I'm sitting there with the claw. I'm playing with my shirt. Mm-hmm. I'm popping it out like a, you know, uh, my kids coming around, and I'm like, ah, I like that. Yeah, I, I calling everybody a bitch. Yeah, yeah. bitch. <laughs> You're in my world, bitch. Oh, bitch. <laughs> Go to sleep, bitch. <laughs> you gotta. Um, you gotta see Rick and Morty because they 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 call him Terry, not Freddy. And yeah, that's basically uh, what he does. He just calls everybody bitch. Yeah, I, I've seen clips of that one. I, that's one of the few episodes I haven't I haven't seen anything from the last two seasons. I think. Well, that was right but, in the first season. No, I haven't seen all of it though. Oh yeah, but yeah. I've I've seen the first. Most of the first two seasons, and then... But at one point, they go into his nightmare, and he's sitting there in his underwear in class, and they're like... And this guy goes, what do you say to this person? He's like, um, uh, die, bitch. And he's like, die, bitch. (laughs) They're making fun of him. He's like, all nervous. That's Uh, one of those shows that I do want to watch more of, because I do enjoy it. Um, I... (laughs) I don't like to associate with the fan base, though. The fan base is kind of fucking nuts. Yeah. They, yeah. People, but, it's, people who um, put Rick on a pedestal are the same people that I don't like empathizing with the Punisher. Well, like, Rick is same, not a character you're supposed to like. No, and the, those are the same people that say, you know what, when I, when I grow up, I want to have a relationship like Harley Quinn and the Joker. And I'm yeah. like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> yeah. Like, that was not a positive relationship. No. Um, a relationship I would love to see, if they ever did like another Marvel versus DC crossover, is I would love to see Harley Quinn and Deadpool get together. I think they would be fantastic together. I think it would look like the creeper, where he's all gaga over her, and she's like, "Get the fuck away from me!" I don't know because <laughs> I mean, the Joker's not an attractive guy. She's and she's definitely the kind of girl that appreciates a man for his sense of humor. Well, that's true. But have you seen and um, Deadpool? Is a romantic at heart. He's oh. basically the like the way he treats women, as a, aside from his sexual innuendos and stuff like that, is basically what Harley's looking for in a guy. Yeah. But I mean, there's um, Batman the Animated. They had they introduced the Creeper, and he falls in love with Harley. And then, keep in mind, the Creeper's nuts, mm-hmm. like Joker, yeah, um, and all this other stuff. Um, but he's going gaga over her, and then she's just like, "Back off! Like you are creeping me the hell out." Well, I mean, that's his gig. 
Yeah, that's so, the gag. I'm, but also, that's the, he wasn't really respecting boundaries. No. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Whereas Deadpool would. He would just send really weird gifts, but not like Joker weird gifts. Yeah. It's like, you know that guy you were, that, that was uh, catcalling you about that thing? I cut his ear off for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's more Joker-ish. But he'd probably be like, you know, I kidnapped the guy's family. It's like, you I know, kidnapped the guy's family and got him to do an apology video. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, stuff like that. Or he'd do the like Van Gogh thing. It's like, I cut off my own ear. And she's like, ew, don't like, worry. Better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that would be a Deadpool move right there. Improve my love. I cut off my ear. But no, I think that would be, I think that's a really solid relationship. Yeah, maybe. And a hell of a team up. Yeah. Imagine yeah. those two coming at you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll get them in the Marvel versus DC comic. Like, they had uh, Jubilee and Robin end up together. And I was like, I, you know it. what? Actually, I see that teenage romance. Yeah, I'd yeah, buy it. Uh, I'd buy it. Yeah. And they're, like, canoodling in Bennett. Like, they're not even fighting. They're just yeah. snuggling. <laughs> well, they had to fight, but it's basically a quick... Oh, you're tied up. I win. Yeah, which goes to show you how good Tim Drake really is. Like, she was down before. Mm -hmm. Well, she also underestimated him because he's like, I feel this is unfair. You don't even have powers. It's like, powers? Who needs powers? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you have no idea who I am or what I've done. See, now, if they put Tim Drake against Kitty Pride, I think he'd lose that fight. Because she is a... She's a trained ninja by Wolverine and other martial artists. And also intangibility. I think she would give him a run for the money, but ultimately I give it up to Tim Drake. Now, the reason, the reason being is that when Tim took on the role of Robin, because of what happened to Jason Todd, Batman goes, this is not going to be easy. And he put Tim through much more rigorous training uh, much harsher conditions, much like he put him through the ringer. Yeah, he tried to get him to quit. Not just that, but he he said, if you're going to do this, you're not going to be another Jason Todd. Mm. You are going to be... Like, he, he held him to a higher standard than he did Dick mm -hmm. and put him through the ringer. Mm -hmm. This guy wanted to be Robin, so he he proved himself in a in a, in a way that... Pretty much, I don't think any other Robin's done. Mm -hmm. A lot of, like, Damian Wayne's good, but here's the thing. Damian Wayne was raised by Ra's al Ghul and Talia al Ghul. I imagine that his upbringing would have been very similar then. Because they had very much a killer-be-killed mentality, right? Yeah. If you're not strong, strongest of the fittest, or survival, of, survival the fittest. of the fittest, it would definitely be the uh, League of Assassins and yeah. So I imagine Damien probably went through a similar thing. Mm, more rigorous. However, he did have a mother's love. Whereas, you know, Batman is basically, I'm going to put you through hell, and if you quit, you quit. Yep. If you make it, I might like you. Yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, like, Drake really earned mm -hmm. the right to be Robin. Yeah. So... When you when you start talking about Kitty Pryde versus Wolverine, I think she would give him a run for his money. But I think she, she also got to keep chance. him. Up. I'm not saying she would absolutely beat him. I'm no. saying she has a way better chance than Jubilee. Jubilee, she's 
especially at that time, she was still a teenager who really just did fireworks. She didn't have a whole lot of martial arts. But isn't training. this after her paths got more powerful? Like, wasn't yeah, that after she could actually attractions? Yeah, she could actually hurt people. I the, the whole Marvel DC thing timeline's kind of weird. Yeah, where where it landed, but I mean, to my knowledge, that happened after uh, yes, Fatal Attraction. So Wolverine, Ben Riley had, was Spider-Man at the time. Yeah, so Wolverine had the bone claws. Yeah, and at the end of Fatal Attraction, I think he might have had adamantium in that comic. Actually, now that I think about it, go up against Lobo probably, <laughs> which makes that timeline even more fucked up. <laughs> but at that point, Jubilee, because. Uh, there, there's that wicked scene right at the end where Wolverine's smoking a cigar, and Jubilee's talking about all the all the stuff that she's experienced and come through, mm-hmm. and she basically gives him a small uh, path in the face. To and she goes, smoke. "Yeah," and he's like, "How'd you do that?" And she goes, oh, "I've got control now." And she goes, "If I wanted to, I could kill you." <laughs> yeah, but that's still against somebody who's been trained by the bat, so. There, yeah. I don't think there was any way Jubilee was winning that fight. Yeah, which is why a Batman-Wolverine combo in Dark Claw is a very scary thought. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and that's the thing. You, you've got the Batman versus Wolverine, and, like the superpowered beatdown where Wolverine does win, and I do agree with that. But you weigh it at a hundred fights because we always talk about at a hundred fights how many people win, uh, how many times does this person win versus how many times does this person win, and I give it a sixty forty in favor of Wolverine. So mm. Batman still wins forty percent of the time. Yeah, um, I've always said for the most part, like I don't think Batman can beat everybody. No, but um, but I mean, Wolverine. I do say like Batman, Batman can beat Superman. For me, it's always Superman will usually beat Batman, in my opinion. Um, Wolverine will usually beat um, Batman. Spider-Man will usually beat Batman because for Batman, he needs. Conditions. Yeah, I, I think I think it's I think it's the opposite. I think Batman's going to win against Spider-Man more than Spider-Man wins. However, See, Spider-Man yeah. is always going to give Batman a run for the money. the 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 thing is that Spider-Man's usual tricks. The, the gab, the banter, that's not going to work on Batman. No, but that's only one part of it. See, the thing with the Batman, though, is he has conditions that he needs to meet in order to beat that. He needs to neutralize Spider-Man's Spider-Sense. He needs to slow him down. He needs to be able to take a hit. If he can meet those conditions, then yes, he can beat Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, same thing with Superman. He needs to neutralize his speed. He needs to use kryptonite. He needs to use the Hellbat armor. He needs to use... He needs to have these things. I'm not just talking about prep time. He needs these things. Whereas these people, they need... The only condition they need is Batman not to have those. That is it. Yeah. And so I always say, well, it's... So that's why I'm like, Spider-Man can beat Batman most of the time. But you give Batman any of these conditions... But again, it depends on the... It that Norman uses to neutralize Spider-Sense, he has a better shot. Oh, I mean, guaranteed he's using fear toxin. See, that's the thing. Batman learns from his enemies. So he's got freeze grenades. Mm. He's got, based on Mr. Freeze cryotech, he's got uh, fear gas toxin that he uses. Yeah. I mean, granted, it's on a very lower, lower yeah. scale. But, I mean, very quickly, Spider-Man's going to be, like, hallucinating. and He's going to be like, what's going on? But he's experienced that himself too. He's yeah. gone through fear gas. So, so again, you've got... It's, it's a combination of... Number one, the question of where 
the character uh, is at in their in their storyline. Mm. Even Peter Parker, you know, he's got Parker Industries and all that other stuff. I still think the character is still emotionally immature that Batman can best him in that. See, for me, Cause when ba- it comes down to a fight, you know, it's basically speed kills for me. If a person can move faster than the other person can react, which is the biggest problem I always have with the whole Superman versus Batman fight, is Superman can move faster than the eye can focus. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line so, comes down is that the reason why Batman beats Superman 60-40 is because Batman tactically is actually smarter than Superman. and or Super- Superman is holding back because he's fighting mind control or... Or, doesn't actually want to kill Batman. Or Batman is complete, completely catches Superman off guard. So, like, there's that scene in, uh, again, Batman the Animated Series is the uh, world's finest crossover where they brought the two characters together. So Batman's interrogating a punk. He's got him by the throat, basically lifting him up. Mm-hmm. And Superman grabs him by the shoulder and says, that's enough. Batman grabs him and flips him over the table. And he's like, what just happened? Right. He, but that's Batman reacted. But now keep in mind that they've known each other for a number of years. You think that's going to happen again? No, but that's the thing that Batman, again, I mean, it is the prep time plot armor. But at the same time, Batman has had enough time to think about stuff. Like, he's not going to pull the same tactic every single time against Superman. Everybody's going to. He usually puts on something with Kryptonite and just punches him. Well, the Kryptonite ring. Which Superman actually gave him directly and said, take care of me if I ever go nuts. And then he got more and made uh, kryptonite dusters. Yeah. But, but, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you're not going to fight Batman the same way every time. Like I said, he usually fights Superman the same way. Oh, Superman's good. I'm just going to get my... Okay, I got a ring. Yeah, okay. And that's the thing. He might pull out the kryptonite ring, but it's tactically planned. So, when's the right time to pull it out? When do I need to wait? Am I going to have lead in my suit? And that Am I again have... comes down to the whole conditions thing. Is If Batman can hit first, he has the best chance. Yeah. If so, Batman does not hit first, his chances drop. So has day. Spider-Man ever fought Shang, uh, Shang-Chi? Yep. Who won? Um, I mean, this was back when he was younger. So he was definitely one of those, oh, you're just a normal person. I can take you. So he's been beaten. I'm talking about a more mature Spider-Man who sees a guy dressed up like a bat going... That guy's probably bad. Yeah. He's so, probably a demon. I'm going to hit him really hard. Yeah. And I mean, see, and that's the thing. It's like, I think there's a little bit of un- underestimation like on both parts. Mm-hmm. Number one, there's underestimation on how just how badass Spider-Man actually is. Because like, they've got that one fight just after May is shot. Uh, versus him and the Kingpin. Oh, yeah. One and of he my just... favorite Spider-Man scenes of all time. Just mantles the Kingpin. Yeah. Um... And didn't he, like, stick a shooter in his mouth and basically say, I'm going to fill up your lungs with webbing? And yeah, I better it'll take that. three seconds to fill your lungs with webbing. They yeah. have to cut you open to get it out, and by then you will be dead. Yeah. Um, so, again, they underestimate what Spider-Man actually can do, and I think it was, who was it? Was it him versus Wolverine or him versus the Punisher? Uh, well, I mean, it's both. Where but, he went a little all out. I think I want to say Wolverine. Yeah, they were training when they were in the Avengers, and and Wolverine stabbed him, and he just beat the living crap out of him. And then there's another time where he he hit on Mary Jane, and Parker threw him through a uh, bulletproof window. Yeah, and it basically went, wow, this guy's holding back. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And then there's the classic scene where Octavius took over Spider-Man's brain and then punched the Scorpion's jaw. Not just a regular dude, the Scorpion. A guy who's pretty much as strong and tough as Spider-Man, if not tougher. Apparently not. <laughs> yeah. And, and Octavius is looking at his fist going, yeah, he's been holding back. Yeah. So, and I mean, so, I mean, there's that underestimation. There's an over under, overestimation of both characters and an underestimation of both characters at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, you know, you, you talk about plot armor. Almost every character is protected by plot armor. Oh, yeah. So you got, I mean... But I still think Batman's probably uses plot armor more than most characters. Oh, yeah, because Wolverine doesn't at all. No, Wolverine definitely does yeah. have plot armor because he's been burnt down to a skeleton and come back. Yeah, so I mean, it's always Which like, is, again, one of the reasons why I'm not a Wolverine fan anymore. Yeah, because it's always the same thing. Well, his healing factor's got it. Oh, his healing factor's going to wait. It's going to come back. Yeah. 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 Oh, he's got adamantium. Yeah, he's going to get it back. So, I mean, that that's the same thing. Like, Batman and Wolverine kind of have the same plot armor. Mm. I just go with how well the stories are written. Yeah. No, I... That's why I always said, like, I'm like I'm not a Batman fan. I appreciate the character, and I like Gotham Batman. Yeah. I do not like Justice League Batman. Again, it depends on the story. Most of the story. Like, the uh, the Tower of Babel, I actually don't mind that story. Don't know, decent, actually, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, uh, that, that one's a good. decent story, because that one's kind of, like, basically shows that a person can prepare... And, and, and again, like... But it also showcases what I was saying before. If he meets certain conditions, yes, he can beat most people if he gets the first hit in. But that's the whole thing, is if he can get that first hit in, his chances are a lot higher. Okay, so let's let's take away Batman versus Wolverine. Let's go Batman versus the Darth Vader fight that they did. Uh, again, I'm hearkening back to Super Powered Beatdown. If you guys haven't seen it, check it out on YouTube. Phenomenal stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Um... So they've got the superpower beat down, and Darth Vader did win the the, the main fight. Mm. But then they did an alternate version where Batman won, and I agree with those those things. Where Batman, the entire plan, but he's like, you you're you're not going to beat me, and Batman's like, I'm not trying to beat you. Yeah. So so again, there's that that the, the again, it's like, oh, he's got prep time. He's got prep time. He doesn't always have prep time. What he usually has is a plan. Yeah, and it could be a pl- but, and this is the way his mind thinks and how quick his mind thinks because he's flying, a, he's flying. Uh, was the Batwing? He's going straight towards the person. He's going to be there in five minutes, and in that five minutes, he's already calculated exactly what he's going to do, how he's going to do it, how he's going to pull it off. He's got what he needs. The reason why he has what he needs is because he's taken that couple extra minutes to think about it mm. so think about it it's not a week's worth of planning a year's worth of planning more often than not it's five minutes worth of planning yeah Bay broke his back okay okay I, I've, I've fixed my back I'm, I'm healed again I'm ready to go at it I figured out what his weakness is and I'm going to exploit it I'm going to hit that exposed yeah, the, 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 the back of his head. Well, you know, and then I get that it's, it, it seemed obvious but I mean the, the, also the point was that when Bane attacked him yeah he's like okay this time i'm not gonna you know so again on the opposite end if you have a strategy and then there here's where spider-man comes from because spider-man isn't a dummy either i think when it comes to tactics oh batman has the advantage beat spider in tactics but that being said spider-man does have a tactical mind Mm -hmm. he does 
because th- he's so smart, he d- is thinking ahead. That has nothing to do with spider powers. That's Peter Parker. Oh, yeah. No, that's absolutely Peter Parker. So, uh, I mean, when you got intelligence, you got Parker, who's a very scientific mind, but you got Batman, who's, I think they're neck and neck. They apply it in different ways, but I think they're neck and neck, because Batman doesn't, I, does they, invent his own gadgets. Well, and I think he has a lot Bats of actually beats him in that, but only because rich man. He has the education. Like, in terms of raw intelligence, yeah, I would say they're neck and neck. But in terms of knowledge, Bats would be... But again, Batman, the only reason why Batman has an education, he didn't go to school. He has he has no formal bachelor's degree, nothing like that. No, but he went and he learned and then he left before it was done. Like, he just, he basically cherry-picked what he wanted to learn. Like, he joined the FBI and he learned a bunch for there and he's like, well, this isn't working for me, so he left. Because it was too much red tape, he couldn't do it. Yeah. But I mean, the guy... And then he went to Europe and went to a bunch of schools there and he's like, okay, I learned a bunch of stuff here, I'm just going to leave. You've got different applications of intelligence. Like, number one, you've got the tactical intelligence. You've got the... So we're... we're, In the the, terms of Batman, you've got the tactical knowledge. uh, You've got the different martial arts skills that he's learned. You've got the scientific skills that he's learned. Like, the guy is a forensic genius. Um... Yeah, he's got, like... Uh, so, like, if you play the Arkham games, the Detective Vision, which is very believable as something Batman would have, why would he have that? It was because he took the time to invent it or come up with it. Like, anything he couldn't come up with himself, he got Fox to do it. But he invents a lot of his gadgets. Speaking of Detective Vision, um, I was watching the um, the cutscenes from Arkham Origins because we were talking about it the early, other day. Mm-hmm. I don't want to play it, so I just watched it. And there's a scene where he actually refers to it as Detective Vision. Yeah. And having that as an option in the game, as a mode, and calling it Detective Vision is fine. But hearing Batman say, the computer's down, my Detective Vision isn't working, it's kind of cringy. It kind of yeah, harkens back to, like, the old Adam West. A little bit. You know, I almost expect him to be like, the bat vision isn't working. Yeah. So let's, now let's... Sorry, continue on. It's just perfect. So that's all That's all the stuff that Batman's got going for him. Now let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about Spider-Man. Spider-Man is a scientific genius. Yes. He, his web shooters, he invented himself. Mm-hmm. The webbing... The web itself. Yeah. The we, webbing he invented himself. Unless spider you go tracers? Spider tracers. Spider signs? Uh, pardon me? Uh, the spider traces that work with his spider sense? Yeah. Like, they don't work on a radio frequency. He senses them with his... Oh, so he doesn't pull up that little thing? No, he doesn't actually have that. No. He actually can feel the tracers. Okay. So you've got all that stuff. So, so I mean, again, neck and neck intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, where I don't think Batman could invent something like... I mean, I can see Batman inventing web shooters. Yeah, but bats don't use web, so there's no point. Maybe guano shooters. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I can see him, uh, like... The hell is this? Bat shit? Yeah. I'm Batman. And this is bat shit. I made it myself. (laughs) (laughs) Ew, it's in my mouth. It's in my mouth. (laughs) And that has been it for this episode of the Odd Guys Out podcast. Join us next time where hopefully we will have our cohort, 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 hurt, 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 Mr. Uh, Tom Boda back in the studio with us. Uh, we hope for a speedy recovery for both him and his family. 
and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Hey, I've been uh, I've been thinking of an outro. Okay. You don't need to. Yeah, you did. Stay odd, my friends. Ooh, ooh, stay odd. You stay classy, San Diego. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we can't use that one. <laughs> no, no, we're gonna stick with stay odd, friends. Stay odd, friends. I like it. I like it. All right. I like it a lot. Until next time. Bye. Like, subscribe, and follow us. Follow us on our Facebook page at the All Guys Out Podcast. The All Guys Out Podcast is written and produced by Angus Fraser, Tom Boda, and J.D. Hughes. It's distributed by Anchor FM.